Welcome everybody, Lee Henson Hasty here um, on Leading Theologically. I'm the Senior Director of Theological Education Funds Development at the Presbyterian Foundation. It is a ministry of the Committee on Theological Education and I'm here today to talk about pastoral residencies. Um, and we have a great audience, a great guest here, hopefully a great audience too, um, to talk about residencies. And right now is the time to talk about them because application period is open in most of these residencies across the country. Um, and so I'm super excited to have today uh, Savannah DeMunk, DeMunk um, who is associate pastor um, at Lake Murray Presbyterian Church in Chapin, South Carolina. Savannah, thanks for being here. Savannah was a resident at Myers Park Presbyterian Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, we also have today Angela Rio. Uh, Angela, thanks for being here. She's the transitional head of staff at Westminster Presbyterian Church in Munster, uh, Indiana. She was a resident at First Presbyterian Church in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And Chris Henry, uh, Christopher is the head of staff um, at Second Presbyterian Church in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's sort of the, the home place for many of the residencies across the Presbyterian Church where they have the Lake Fellows. Um, Chris, I don't think you were a resident, right? Just, just I never was a resident. No, no, I didn't have that particular gift. <laughs> um, well, thank you though for being here today. Um, Chris is a graduate of Columbia, Savannah of Austin Presbyterian Seminary, and Angela of McCormick Theological Seminary. Um, so we have a nice mix here today. Um, please let us know that uh, if you're here, the questions that arise. Um, we're going to talk about call. We're going to talk about these residencies, and we hope you'll you will be a part. Um, so let's let's get started. Um, let's start off with that call question. Um, and Savannah, if if you would be willing uh, to start us off, um, uh, Anna Maria Asasi Diaz asks, uh, "What is the life story you celebrate today?" together and uh, attempt to know God better um, and experience God in each other's midst. Um, I found a lot of joy over the years in the learning aspect of faith, of exploring and learning more. And um, I really, really love kind of learning with others. And I think there's a really special place in church and in communities of faith where we um, get to learn together and ask each other questions. Um, and that really gives me, gives me a lot of life. It's the life story that I celebrate in my call, I think. Amen. And, and pastoral residency seems like a place where you can <laughs> ask questions together, right? Yes. Yes. I used the phrase, uh, posture of learning. I think mo more when I was a resident than I think ever before. Um, but it's a, it feels right. So. 100%. It feels very Presbyterian, Savannah. <laughs> yes. Like we know, we don't have this quite all together. So that's that's beautiful. Angela, what is the life story you celebrate today? Yeah, I think Savannah really said it when she said asking questions. I think that is really one of the things that I find myself um, doing a lot. And at first I thought, why do I ask so many questions <laughs> to myself? But I realized that that really is uh, one of my passions to be continue to be curious about things mm. around me and about the people who are in 
my life and in ministry. And I think that's something that I've really found fascinating and uh, that I find passionate about and also listening and making connections between the questions you ask and the life stories that you hear and then making connections and how that connects to God's story. I think all of those are just the reason why I'm in ministry. Amen. I know you've been traveling recently. I mean, it's 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 part of that uh, that learning that curiosity. I think that's really important for a, for a faith journey, especially for a faith leader. And um, I would guess that your time in pastoral residency, you those that kind of curiosity. I mean, you were able to explore some things a little more than even in seminary um, oh, about your own leadership. Is that right? Oh, definitely, definitely. And I think that's why I love the pastoral residency program because it didn't shut me down. It didn't say stop asking questions. It encouraged me to ask more questions. And it, it, that was really great. That was a really good fit for me. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, Chris, um, you sit in a, in a little bit different seat as uh, in sort of a mentoring type role um, in the residency program. Um, but I'm curious, what is the life story you celebrate today? And I know we're right here in the middle of Advent, so <laughs> there's a lot going on. Yeah, well, I, I've been thinking about sort of the gift of uh, community um, mm. and particularly in-person community. So mm. um, our residents, we have four residents at any given time. And uh, we went through, of course, a two-year period where all of our weekly seminars were held on Zoom uh, from our bedrooms and living rooms and kitchen tables. And so uh, yesterday morning, we had a completely normal Wednesday seminar with five people sitting around this table uh, talking about baptism and leadership of session meetings. And so I think in some wow. ways, the, the pan pandemic has made the mundane extraordinary. And so just mm -hmm. the gift of in-person community, uh, the gift mm -hmm. of in-person baptisms where I can hold a baby and touch oh, the water, wow. um, yeah. the gift of session that gathers uh, in person around tables. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm celebrating the lives of people that we get to see body and spirit uh, together in worship and especially uh, approaching this uh, really busy time of the year, but also a time when we most want to be together. Uh, right. And even, even last year had its own challenges, certainly here, uh, I said if if uh, Christmas Eve was about three days later, we would have been completely sunk because we were right on the verge of uh, uh, an incredible growth of uh, cases here in Indianapolis. Right, so right. just grateful for the gift of community, both learning community, but also worshiping and pastoral community. Right. And I would guess that around that table, the residents, I can't remember how many you normally have at second. We have four. Yeah. I bet you gather around that table there, too. I'm guessing. <laughs> um, yes. What's been the conversation lately around that table? Well, yesterday was baptism and, and session, oh, that, okay, uh, moderating that. session meetings. So uh, <laughs> we, we do kind of a, an ask me anything series where uh, there are things that particularly our second year residents, um, as they're beginning the search process for their next call, uh, what are the things that you wish you would have gotten in mm. seminary or to this point in the residency that you haven't yet learned. Um, and one of our residents uh, named moderating a session meeting. You know, I, I really want to, you know, kind of walk through the nuts and bolts of what that looks like. And so, uh, so that was one of our topics yesterday. 
We uh, the the week before, just real quick, the week before we yeah. uh, we were able to zoom in with Ibu Patel um, uh, with Interfaith America, who's written this incredible book, "We Need to Build," and it was one of the richest conversations I think I've had around what it means to claim uh, the the sort of faith community's role in building a different country. So those kinds of, of gatherings are just remarkable. It, it sort of sounds like an advanced pastoral arts type <laughs> class. You just keep, you it's very know, practical. Very yeah, practical. there's a lot of practicality to it. I think that's a, a beautiful thing. And so your program is a two, three year? Two year. Ours is two year. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And folks are ordained into a designated or uh, pastorate of some kind, right? Right. Yeah. So, our, so our agreement with the Whitewater Valley Presbytery here, um, and I know I think these are different depending on the different residencies, but our agreement is that this is a specialized ministry within the presbytery, and so Whitewater Valley is willing to eager really to ordain residents um, once they've reached the point where they're certified, ready to receive a call. Um, and so most of our residents are ordained during their first year in the residency program. Mm -hmm. That's um, that's great. That's beautiful. Um, what were the residencies like for for uh, for you? Let's start with you, Savannah. The Myers Park residency is that also two years or one year, two years? Yes, it's also two years. Um, we can leave. I think we can stay. We can leave a little sooner. I think than um, maybe other programs. We can leave at eighteen months. Um, mm. So that's as long as I stayed, and I think the president before me stayed eighteen months. But the one after me, who's still there. Um, is still there. So he's been there for more than um, the 18 months. Um, and I was ordained, yeah, about two months into my call there. Um, so I, I think it's, I think it's considered a validated ministry. I don't, we didn't get into the specifics. I just. You went with, with the COM and yeah, they said, sure. <laughs> it's a little more complicated, but yeah. I'm, 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 I'm thinking that um, First Presbyterian Ann Arbor is longer than two years, but maybe I'm um, remembering wrong. No, it's two years. Two years. Okay. All right. Two, two years. Two years. Okay. And what was that residency like for you, Angela? What kind of, uh, you're talking about the curiosities, what kind of um, things did you get to explore? Yeah. You know, I think I was quite in uh, one of the anomalies because I'm older. And so usually they're fresh out of seminary and, you know, they're in their 20s. Well, I was. I was older than that. I won't say how old, but it was my second career. And so going in, I had colleagues who two other uh, residences, uh, pastoral residencies, residences who were in their 20s. And so it was great to hang out with younger folks. Um, but even for someone like me who had the experience of, I was a high school English teacher teaching before coming into ministry, it was tremendously helpful to be given the permission to explore different areas of ministry without any consequences, really, because the congregation was there and they understood their role fully, mm. that their role towards the resident ministers was to love them and mm. love them. <laughs> and, and for me, that was such a reassuring thing. And so I knew I could do no wrong. And knowing if you know that, then really you're free to explore. And I really appreciated that about the resident ministry at First Press. And it was two years. You can have your main areas. And so my main, main areas were 
local missions and young adult ministry. So those two things I held on to for two years and really had a chance to build on it. Whereas other ones I could rotate in and out. Mm-hmm. And so I was part of the finance committee for about, uh, you know, for a year or half a year or something like that. By, you know, part of young adult education. And so different areas of ministry that I'd like to explore, I'd be part of it, but then I can also do other things as well. It was really based on the rotation model Mm-hmm. of medical residences right. and so residents and so that was a really great way to explore different ministries without having to uh, commit to it but you did have or i did have or all of the residents had um ones that they were doing for the entire two years so that was really great as well that that residency and thank you for mentioning the the medical residency and i, I suspect each you know um residency has its own nuance on how that what that exactly looks like and by the way i think there's other residencies we were talking earlier there's not a a, a list published anywhere that we're, we're aware of. maybe we should work on that if you know about residencies we'd love to hear of them i believe there's one at first presbyterian church in greensboro and at uh, i think white memorial in raleigh uh, north carolina um uh, Preston Hollow in Dallas, Texas. Um, and there's been some other congregations that have them sort of come and go. Um, but if you know of any, we'd love to hear about them. But each of them probably have their own particular sort of, um, of nuance. Was Myers Park similar, Savannah, in that in a being able to kind of go in and out? Yeah, we had a rotation system. Um, yeah, something's for during the first year, some mm-hmm. things during the second, and they kind of were split up even more kind of into semesters a little bit kind of loosely. Um, and the second year, which I think, I think ours is largely based off of um, second indie. It's from what I know about it's ours is kind of similar. We do a second year project during the second year, okay. um, which is kind of, we choose what kind of project we would want to do. It's, ours is really flexible. Um, I did mine on, I did a leadership class. And so I was thinking about how, um, people in a large church become leaders in a place like Myers Park, which is so huge, um, and did a little class and um, got to talk about what that looks like. And it was awesome. Uh, it was a really good experience. So I want to hear, Chris, about the um, kind of some of the philosophy and theory behind that. But I saw that um, Pastor James Patol has asked, is a residency program, do you think, have you heard of international pastors um, having that opportunity? Does anybody know? I'll put that to you, Chris, first. But anybody? Is yes, able- you know, absolutely. Um, so, so for us, the uh, the criteria are uh, seminary degree um, and a sense of call to parish ministry in the PCUSA. Though we've just extended, and we have currently a, a Reformed Church of America RCA pastor who's a, a part of our residency program now, but. Um, yes, anyone who's uh, ordainable uh, in the Reformed Church, uh, PCUSA, or other kind of adjacent denomination and has an MDiv uh, can apply. Perfect. That's awesome. That's helpful. Uh, what What is the kind of theory behind all of this, Chris, from where you sit? You've had, you've probably been with, you can tell us how many classes of residents you've, mm-hmm. um, and there's, I suspect there's some evolving that happens within the program itself, too. Yeah, so I, I think um, 
I come from ACC country and I know that the ACC tournament always calls itself the granddaddy of them all. I think second uh, seconds residency is sort of the granddaddy residency program. Uh, we were started in 1998 when Bill Enright was the senior pastor here and a man named Tom Lake, who had been the uh, chairman of the Lilly Endowment, was the chair of the Human Resources Committee here. Um, and following the reunification of the Northern and Southern Presbyterian churches, there was the loss of a designation called assistant pastors. And assistant pastors in the old Northern church were pastors who were hired by the session, not called by the congregation. Mm -hmm. And typically it was a, a two or three year uh, pastorate that you know, was intentionally a mentoring time. Um, uh, for these uh, new seminary graduates. And so the idea was to sort of reclaim what was good about that designation. And Tom Lake, for whom, uh, along with Marjorie, his wife, the Lake Fellow Program is named, was also really concerned about uh, developing leaders uh, for the denomination mm -hmm. specifically. Um, and so, yes, it was modeled after a medical school residency with the rotation model, which we still use. So residents go through in their first year, half the year is spent in a rotation in pastoral care, uh, where they're mentored by our associate for care um, and work very closely with the congregational care committee and the, the deacons. And the second uh, part of the first year, they spend uh, in a, a rotation in mission. Um, and then the second year is sort of a combination. They do uh, some teaching. Uh, they work with our youth in what we call our Footsteps of Faith program for high school seniors. Um, and then they have some flexibility that Savannah was also describing around a, a project or an area of interest that they really feel like they can go deeper in that they haven't had a chance to do yet. A lot of that ends up being in, in administration and leadership kinds of things, which I think is interesting. I think that's a gap that a lot of folks uh, come in with and, and want to have filled. Uh, and so it's a lot of kind of nuts and bolts ministry sorts of things. So um, we also have as part of the program that I think has been really successful, my predecessor, Louis Galloway, started a partner church program where each of our residents uh, works with another local congregation, mm -hmm. um, typically, well, I think exclusively a solo pastor uh, church. Uh, that way they have an opportunity to experience life in a very different congregational setting, recognizing that the, the churches that have residencies are a, uh, a fairly unique yeah, situation in the denomination. It's more likely that you're going to serve a different kind of congregation. It also gives them a chance to, to preach uh, more often uh, in those congregations. So they preach about once a month in those churches. So along with the partner church uh, program, we also, the, the, the residency is really built around that rotation model. So um, maybe I'll know Guy Griffith from Westminster in Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks for asking. Guy's asking about some kind of nuts and bolts about how you make this happen financially in terms of housing, um, salaries, and that kind of thing. How, um, Chris, you're probably able to answer that, but um, uh, yeah. so Angela, you can probably speak to it as well. I'll just say quickly what we do, which, which um, one, anytime I talk to a congregation that is interested in starting a residency program, I say the financial barrier is the, the biggest barrier to doing that. It is an expensive program, um, uh, especially if you want to sustain it over uh, an extended period of time, the way Myers Park is beginning to do and Ann Arbor has been able to do. Um, and so we have an endowment uh, fund from which uh, we're able to, to pay salaries for the four pastors. Um, we pay above presbytery minimum, um, and that's an important value for us to do that. Um, and then, you know, uh, 
yeah, housing is an interesting one. Um, we have toyed with uh, off and on um, purchasing housing uh, in Indianapolis that would be sort of Lake Fellow housing. But because of the unique situations of each resident, uh, typically we just support them in their own housing search and then provide housing allowance in the same way that we do for our ordained clergy. Uh, and then we, and we've actually just done a survey with the other residencies. Um, and I think this is true of, if not all of them, certainly most of them that we provide the sort of, you know, typical clergy compensation um, packet package for Board of Pensions. That's beautiful. Um, thanks for that question, Guy and others. If you have them, please uh, feel free to chime in. If you're just here, let us know you're here. Um, we're going to go a little bit longer than we normally have. We're um, hope, hopefully going to almost 3.30. Um, so um, give a little extra time with more guests here. Um, how was Savannah, Angela? You, let's go to Savannah. We haven't had you in a minute to talk about just those that practical kind of living in, uh, in Charlotte for the, the shorter period of time. How did that work? Did that work out well for you? You don't have to give us all the details, but whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, it worked out for me. I was a little bit of a particular uh, weird situation. My husband's also a pastor and he uh, was pastoring in Columbia, South Carolina. So it was a little bit more complicated for me, but Myers Park helped to make sure that I could find a living situation that made sense. Um, but the, yeah, my compensation was above presbytery minimum and followed the regular ordained pastor fees and pay structure. Um, and yeah, I had a housing stipend just like I, I do now as a pastor. That's, that's perfect. That's great. Mm -hmm. You were able to live and survive and, and stay married. That's, that's important. Made it through. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I would say, I'm mean, glad you mentioned it, Chris. Like, and that's probably a barrier to people thinking about applying. Like, is this not going to work for me because of this, this, that it, I, you're nodding. Like you'll listen to that as part of, of the discernment toward, um, toward participation and most of the, most of the directors or there's probably commit small committees who make these decisions, I guess. Is that right? you look at, I mean, the different situations everybody's in, right? That's, that's sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and yeah, that's beautiful. Um, uh, what are some things, what would, if, what would you say to people who, uh, if, you know, there are folks who may know folks who may be good candidates or there may be people who are good candidates. What do you think make for a good candidate for a pastoral residence resident? Um, and Angela, let's, you're looking around, but I'd love to hear what you have to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. And I think someone who would make a good pastoral resident would be, um, someone who's innovative, who wants to mm -hmm. do something, thinking about something, that they can do outside the box, um, really want to try something in ministry that uh, don't, I mean, not really quite clear as to if that's going to work out or not. So obviously someone with a lot of curiosity and wanting to go into ministry, um, wanting a strong sense of pastoral identity. I think that's really important. Um, at least that was really important for me. I didn't know that I, that was part of the program really going into it, how important this pastoral identity is. And I think that's something that I've discovered in the program. It really solidifies you as a pastor and what that means and everything that entails. Um, I think one of the other things that I've really gained from this that I think others can gain as well is how to do, how to really um, 
you're you're in it but you're not you have the opportunity to observe as well as to be mentored very intentionally and evaluated as well in ways that's really um really loving and kind and 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 good for you and so i think those are really uh the areas that i'd like to touch on and it's just like people who want to grow yeah, absolutely people who want to grow like they, they don't have this all figured out but I'm guessing there's some building blocks that are already there that are strong. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking someone who probably has a pretty good academic record, um, for example, and um, that, that would be important. Chris, what else would you say about a good candidate? Yeah, I think both of those comments, and I, would, I, I think what Angela said echoes what Savannah said earlier about being loved by the congregation. Yes. I think the best thing about the residency is that the congregation loves being a church that hosts a residency, <laughs> and they really embrace their identity as a, as a, a, a teaching congregation, but also a congregation that I, I say Second has really learned how to say hello very well and how to say goodbye very well because they are doing it every year. They're welcoming new people and sending new people. I also think just again to kind of echo what's been said that uh, that the the opportunity to be fully recognized as a pastor on the pastoral mm -hmm. team. You are a pastor at this church. This is not an internship. This is not a you know, mm -hmm. you're not a, a seminary student who, you know, does a little bit here and there. It's not a project-based sort of thing. Um, but it is, I, I say, seconds a laboratory for them. Mm. Uh, so there's space to experiment um, within that safety of, you know, the, the, the team that you're a part of. Um, I also think that large staff congregations are... Um, you, you end up learning a lot from staff members outside of the pastoral team. Right. And I love the way that happens, the friendships that get built um, uh, outside of just the pastor team. Um, yeah, and I, I guess for us, like what we're looking for is people who have a clear call to congregational ministry. We're not interested in being a stopping point on the way to another degree or, or something like that. Um, uh, and, and we really are looking for, for, for gifted pastors. Um, for us, this is about sustainability for leadership for the PCUSA. We want to give gifted pastors the tools they need to have a sustainable, long-time ministry mm -hmm. that serves Christ and the church well. Um, and so, yeah, there's the raw materials, the building blocks are there. And, um, and then the last thing I'll say, and then I'll be quiet, is that <laughs> it does provide a community of friendship and support long beyond those two years. It might be right. interesting to hear Savannah and Angela on that because one of the things I love is that there's almost like a, a an ongoing community that exists. There's a tech stream from all the Lake Fellows that I've been a part of their time here. Um, so you have that support, not just while you're here, uh, but in your future that's, ministry as that's well. Like a, that's like a phone a friend. Um, like <laughs> 100%. Yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful. I was. Uh, is there a handshake? Is there a handshake? <laughs> a tattoo or something? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I wasn't a resident either, but I don't think there were. Um, I'm too old for that, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, I'd yeah, I'd love to hear what is what is it like the connections with colleagues who have been residents? Do you still are you staying in touch, Savannah? That's yeah, um, yeah, and it actually, um, Myers Park is putting together a reunion. I think it just got approved. I hope I'm allowed to say this because I got the email today. But we're putting together a, a reunion. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Millie. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, a reunion for all the residents, I think hopefully next fall. So then we'll get to kind of get together and just talk about what our experience was and how, how we've grown from there. Millie says yes, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Well, there was a, um, a good friend of mine who's in the, the Ann Arbor residency and um i and she and i know that 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 group has has been really important to her particularly the resident she was with um so it's like a i mean your your seminary classmates are one thing and this is like a whole nother little group of folks so folks are coming from all over the country right i mean you're not necessarily with class where, where angela where was some of the not necessarily having to name all of them, but you remember where they came from, how they would identify in seminaries and such? Yeah, well, two of my uh, colleagues are residents. They were from, one was from North Carolina and the other one was from Texas, I believe. And so having those two together, I mean, it, it's amazing what kind of relationship gets formed over the two years because you're learning together, you're discussing things together, processing things together, and it just really is a tight bond. And so I really appreciated the time I had with them. And yes, definitely, I still keep in touch with them and mm -hmm. still talk about you know ministry. But outside of that group, though, the staff and the pastoral staff and, and the staff, mm -hmm. that's been really instrumental in my ministry after I left First Press of Ann Arbor. I was there from 2015 to 2017. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what I do without the associate pastors, Jay and Mel, who have mentored me throughout my time there, but continue to mentor me even now. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's like you go in and you get this lifetime of mentorship that just follows you around. It's not like they're going to let you go. No, I mean, I'm not letting them go either. But crazy resident. Yeah. I, well, Jay has chimed in and I, he, he, he recommended you and he had a little special glimmer in his eye. I know he, he speaks very highly of you. And by the way, he is saying in the comments, um, if folks would like to explore about more, they have a, actually a report. I, I'll, I'll throw this comment in there for folks who are watching online that there is um, a flourishing in resident ministry and overview from First Presbyterian Church online. And um, James Patol, you'd asked about getting more info. It's just going to these churches' websites, and it's pretty pretty easily found. Second Presbyterian Church in Indianapolis, Myers Park, uh, Presbyterian in Charlotte, um, First Presbyterian in, um, in Ann Arbor, uh, First Presbyterian in Greensboro, um, White Memorial in Raleigh, and there may be others, um, you know, Google, this as my son says, Google is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Preston Hollow in Dallas. I didn't mention that. So, um, yeah. So I can't I can't use the comment function, but secondchurch.org slash lakefellows. Secondchurch.org slash lakefellows. So now I've done my commercial. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I'm here to support you. I'm I'm just a huge fan of these residencies and um uh, whenever I meet one, I sort of, uh, soon I, uh, you sort of know it and it makes a, a big difference. What else would y'all like? We're getting close to the end of our time. What are some other things maybe I didn't ask you that you wish I would have asked you about, or you just like to say, uh, so I just, sorry, I'm like, just jumping in there. I just wanted to, uh, touch on kind of two pieces that I think are linked. One, I think, um, seminary prepares you so well for so many things about being a pastor. But there are so many things about being a pastor that I just don't think anybody can prepare you for it with until you experience it. And what residency offers is 
an ex is a time to fully experience the administrative side of being a pastor, but doing so with some support, not some support, with a lot of support and with a lot of grace um, of you know the congregation that knows that you're trying something new. Um, and there, I just don't know that there's any class that can help that. Like I, I think there's it's, it's exclusive to experiencing it. Um, and I think there's a real gift in like doing a budget for the first time, sitting in an endowment meeting and fighting over how we're going to use the endowment money and um, mm -hmm. thinking about sustainability of building use, like sustainability of building use also very important, but never mentioned in my seminary <laughs> time. Um, but like buildings need to be sustained and we need to put that in our budget. And I never would have thought of that if I hadn't been at Myers Park. So I think the administrative side, I just think we can't undervalue what it's like to learn administratively from a large church. Mm -hmm. And I think the flip side of that is, um, so we, I also, Myers Park also is partnered with a small church. So there's a real kind of emphasis on helping residents understand that ministry does not necessarily look like big church ministry. It will make, it does at big churches, but there most of our churches are not that big. Um, and so we tried, you know, to get some of that, but on the other side of that, then when we leave Myers park and we leave the residency, we most likely are going to go into a smaller setting. And so, and that almost never happens. Like, people, the, the normal trajectory of pastoral kind of growth is that you go from a smaller church to a larger church. So I think there's a real benefit for it's our sort of... smaller member churches <laughs> to get someone who has experienced a larger church that um, you just almost never get that. It's just not the way that things go. And I think it's been really helpful in my current call for me to offer some large church systematic thinking um, in a, in a, in a system that doesn't know how to think larger because it's never been larger and nobody that's there has ever been anywhere larger because that's the general. So when, I think there's something denominate denominationally that, that, that residencies are offering, not just while the residency is happening, but beyond because of the experience that, um, so anyway, that was a long answer, but I've been thinking about that. And I just wanted to, I think the after. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember somebody told me, you know, that, you know, um, when you're first married and you have a baby and you're a little lower on the food chain at your job, you know, but, you know, you really, if you don't have, it's, it's like then later in life, maybe you're making a larger salary. You needed that earlier in life. You're sort of reversing the experience. I love that sort of turns it upside down in a way. And, and that, so it's not, I mean, that points to what you were saying, Chris, in terms of kind of growing leadership. Uh, more broadly in the church, and um, it, it's a it's a true gift. Um, Guy Griffith, I think, is getting real excited. He's asking about um, let's see what he's saying here. Any thoughts on trying to reintroduce assistant pastor <laughs> to the PCUSA? Well, maybe this is uh, this is a way to get there. I don't know. <laughs> um, have, is that something you have energy for? <laughs> I, I have I have a, I have a lot of thoughts about that, and some of them probably a little controversial in the denomination. So I'm I'm not sure I want to publicly share them all. But yes, I think it would be I think it'd be a brilliant idea. So one thing I would say, one echo everything Savannah just said. I think it's brilliantly put. Um, I would also say, I think the residencies do open doors to future calls mm -hmm. that may not have been open to someone two years right. out of seminary without them. 
So I talked to a lot of pastor nominating committees for a variety of reasons, but a lot because of the residency. And one thing I say to every pastor nominating committee is the quality of your candidate's experience matters more than the quantity of their experience. And I think the quality of a two-year residency is worth five years of experience in a lot of different settings because you've touched so many different aspects of the church's life and, and for all the reasons that Savannah has said. And we see that, that, that our residents are being considered for positions and then even eventually taking the positions that, um, that are, you know, their, their MIFs say five to 10 years of experience, but the residencies have that sort of profile in the denomination that, oh, well, if you've done the residency, then you're probably ready for this. So I think it does just at a practical level, I think it opens doors to future calls. Well, Angela, you're sort of proof in the pudding here. I mean, right. <laughs> um, you're at Westminster and Minster, a transitional head of staff, probably, you know, and how many, not that many years out of seminary, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I graduated seminary 2013 and then went to First Press of Ann Arbor 2015. I just want to ditto on everything that you guys said in Savannah. So true about learning the system, the complex system of a bigger church, and then being able to go to wherever you go, you'd be able to use that knowledge and that insight to adjust your ministry style and your ministry to any kind of church you go to. And so you really have an advantage with that because once you know, you can't unknow. And so that, that learning curve gets uh, gets a lot, lot flatter and, and not as steep. And so I think that's a really great thing, learning how to um, learning about adaptive change and, you know, right. they're just so, you know, how do you worship plan and how, I mean, you learn so much about all of, all of those things like financial giving. And I mean, you don't really get to know that, learn about that in seminary. And so instead of being, and a lot of the people who go into ministry get out of it because they're just so worn out by, by the first year of ministry all these responsibilities are put on their shoulders with no kind of direction or how to do all any of that. And so I think it's a really great um, way to explore and experience ministry um, without having all the burdens of that come with it. And so I think that's really great. Gosh, I can't believe our time has run out. I know people have other questions. You can keep chatting on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, we'll chime in. I encourage you all and anybody else connected. I, I want to thank um, Jay Sandiford and Millie Snyder. You were already chiming in um, and others. Um, we'll keep this conversation going, help direct people to the right websites and such. They want to find out more. Hopefully we'll learn about other residencies too. Maybe we'll inspire a few more. I already see people asking questions about that. And this is your team to look, look to. Um, can't thank you enough, um, each of you. What a gift you are, Savannah. Um, and it's so good to meet you. And I know Lake Murray, the, the spiritual formation for from, from cradle to adult uh, that you were doing, I'm sure is making a huge difference. And you made a huge difference today in the way you shared your your experience, Angela, too, um, the gift that you are. Uh, your smile, I have to say, is just infectious. It kind of reminds me of the joy of God. And thank you for the way um, that you stay connected. And, and, and we're so receptive to this. You just jumped at this chance to share about it. And you can see the energy you bring to it. And, and Chris, your investment um, as, a, as a mentor and director um, in, a, in, in, in the in the kind of birthplace, I guess, of many of the residencies in the Presbyterian Church. And thank you for continuing that that ministry there and bringing your wisdom um, 
today. I'm going to ask if you all in a moment would charge and bless us um, if you're willing. And um, but let me invite folks to subscribe and review our podcast, Leading Theologically, uh, to join us uh, just about every other week or so. We have a um, a show next week, uh, December 16th. Our co-moderators of the General Assembly, Siobhan Sarling Lewis and Ruth Santana Grace, will be here talking about a related topic, the theology of God's calling. So if you're thinking about that, and we have coming in January, Frank Spencer from the Board of Pensions and Jennifer Warner from Valley Presbyterian Church in Portola Valley, California, who's going to be with us. She'll be talking about spiritual um, and strategic leadership and Frank about some new initiatives at the Board of Pensions. Hope you will uh, join us uh, Join us for that. Um, but thanks again, each of you, for the gift that you are. Um, Chris, would you give us, uh, I'll let y'all figure this out. This <laughs> I'm going to start with Chris. <laughs> so this, is, this is what I would say is um, we benefit from a, a wide and deep pool of candidates from seminaries. And so if you know folks or know folks who know folks um, at any of the denominational seminaries, or right now we have one from Duke Divinity and one from Western Seminary, so outside of the PCUSA as well, um, who are interested in a residency program, um, now's the time. So all of the residencies are currently open uh, for application. Uh, so the websites are the places to find those, but we're just eager to continue to build on the great uh, uh, tradition of these residencies and continue to equip the, the church for future leadership. So uh, we send you out into the season of Advent uh, with that charge to tell the story of the pastoral residencies in our <laughs> denomination. Thank you. Savannah? Yeah, I'll, uh, the, the, the thing that's on my mind, uh, I've talked a lot with my congregation about the season of Advent as a time for preparing our hearts and our minds for the coming of Christ. And I think as we have had this conversation, a lot of what residency is, is preparing us for ministry, mm -hmm. for, for that leadership. And so um, I think even, even those of us who are already in our call or who are, um, not in ministry at all, but are just faithful, faithful people, there's room for us to be preparing here and um, just to be looking for the ways that, that God is preparing us and that we are jumping at opportunities to be more prepared. And Angela. May the blessings of our Lord Jesus Christ go with you as you discern, listen, and prepare your hearts for a Christ child. Pray that you will really hear the voice of God calling you to be curious about others, about God, to be curious about ministry and the calling upon your life. May you be blessed. Amen and amen. amen. And thanks everyone for joining us. I'm sorry some of you we didn't able to get to your questions, but glad you are here and we hope to see you again soon. Blessings. Mm -hmm.